It is looking at what we call now habits, routines, streaks, and goals. And every single one of those things is a tool in your tool belt of, of either professional development or personal development, whatever it is. Each one of those have a specific role. And you know, as you know, in anything, having the right tool makes the job so, so much, much easier. easier. And so what we did is is now what we hope goes into the lexicon of, of personal and professional development are those four things. A goal is something you reach for and you attain, and you're either going to fail or succeed at a goal. And that's okay, because what we look at is the streaks. The streaks are the intentional things that have no finish line, but that they are what you are doing on a daily or weekly basis and sometimes monthly daily or weekly basis to become who you want to be and the cool thing about streaks is when you are reaching for a goal and you fail you fall to the success of your streaks welcome to the improvement nerds podcast where we host conversations about the things that nerd us out with one goal in mind sharing best practices and sharing techniques and tools that allow us to make lasting change in each episode we'll feature a different idea and hopefully through that episode give you a set of new tools new skills and new thinking that'll allow you to change how you do your work how you lead others and how you show up in your life We're so excited that you've chosen to nerd out with us. We hope that these episodes are exactly the things that you need to hear in order to get started in making the improvements that you want to see happen in the world. If these episodes speak to you, please subscribe to our podcast, like what we're doing, and leave a comment. I will be doing this for the rest of my life because of the personal growth and improvement that I've been able to see in areas that that are so important to me. And in areas that I haven't been able to be able to tackle in the way that I have through streaking. I went back um, a couple days ago and looked at my different streaks and found that it was really fun to see that I had started new streaks at all different times of the year. And there wasn't any, it wasn't always the first of the month or it was just any time that I felt like, okay, there's something I wanted to add into my life that I needed to be there. And I thought about it for a while and I thought, okay, I can start to add that now. I can add that small, simple thing at this point in my life right here, right now. And I've loved that that allows me to continue growing and progressing throughout all the stages of my life, as well as you brought up two things that I want to say is one confidence. It's, it really helped me to recognize that I could make promises to myself and keep promises to myself. And that was huge. That's where the no record, no streak comes in is that when you have a record that you've been doing something and you know it, there's no question mark. There's an exclamation point. I know that I've been doing this thing for this many days or this many weeks. That breeds a level of confidence within yourself that that you really can't get other ways. I mean, it, when you know, it doesn't matter what people say, you, you know inside yourself. And I loved that. Um, And then the second thing is the ability to be able to continue growing through all of these different changes in my life has been, um, it's been really liberating and encouraging for me. Margaret Mead said it best when she shared that one should never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, that it was the only thing that ever had. I couldn't agree more. Let's get busy, Improvement Nerds. We've got a lot of work to do.
Hey, Improvement Nerds, this is Tom. I cannot wait to share this episode with you. Today, my guests are Jeffrey and Jamie Downs, the authors of the book Streaking, The Simple Practice of Conscious, Consistent Actions That Create Life-Changing Results. If you've read the book, I'm sure you'd agree that it is really well written and very practical. Such a great resource to help individuals close the gap between who they are and who they want to be. If you've not read the book, I strongly encourage you to check it out. It's available through Jeff and Jamie's website, streakingmastery.com, or through Amazon and other booksellers. While you're at their website, streakingmastery.com, picking yourself up a copy of the book, I also encourage you to check out their blog and their podcast and listen in to some of the conversations and some of the thought-provoking pieces that these two people are producing and putting out into the universe. Hey, Improvement Nerds, this is Tom. I'm back with another episode of the Improvement Nerds podcast. I have a very awesome episode that I just cannot wait to share with you and some awesome guests. So today, welcoming Jeff and Jamie, the authors of the book Streaking, which is, to me, just been a blast to read and to dive into. And I've posted a lot about some of the things that it's brought in or reminded me to bring into my life and to get back and focused on some of my goals so as I started to work on myself and, and share some of my experiences on LinkedIn, uh, I had the great opportunity to get to know both Jeff and Jamie and learn you know, how they're using streaking in, in their life. So you know, we had a, a quick call and I pitched the idea of doing a podcast together. And they said, yes. So I'm like fanboying out right now. <laughs> we, we are fanboying out. We're, We're so excited. excited to be on with you, Tom. This is just absolutely wonderful. We're so glad that you invited us. And we're really glad that um, you read the book and have just been uh, geeking out and nerding out on streaking. It's a problem. Well, it's not a problem because it's a solution to the problems I had and it's helping me overcome um, and work towards some of the goals. And it's actually helped me fall back in love with something. I've always run my whole life and taken the sport very seriously, but I never really kept record of the things I was doing. I was a college athlete and I've done a couple of big races and routine really helps you be successful when you're doing endurance sports. But I never really recorded what I, what I was doing day in and day out and how I was feeling. And now that I'm doing that, like I'm in love, I've always enjoyed the sport of running, but now you guys through your, encouragement of streaking i've fallen madly in love with running again and it feels great it does doesn't it yeah it's one of those things you know um interestingly just since we're we're nerding out right away here but i uh one of the things that we got uh, introduced to right up front was um the united states running streak association and in the United States Running Streak Association, you've got the president. I actually interviewed him because I wanted to find out what it was that kept his streaks alive. His uh, his name is Mark Washburn. And he had, when I interviewed him at the time, um, he had over 48,000 miles run and over 9,000 consecutive days of running. Wow. Yeah. 9,000? 9,000. Wow. Is that just, I that's mean. That's a lot of days. That's a lot of days of running. And it just it just blew me away that he was able to stay with that streak and that the interview with him was absolutely phenomenal because he talked a lot about how the streak had helped him to do a lot of different things, not only obviously the running, but the other things that we're going to get into, but it's, it was just such a cool 
uh, interview with him. And so talking to you, Tom, and hearing your love for it and, you know, Jamie and I, I don't know if we have a love for running, but we do have a love for trying to stay fit love and healthy. For staying fit. And I have a love for what running teaches me. I guess that's what, as I talked to you, Tom, and the different, like, I love that you said routine helps with those distance runs. And I love the things that I have learned through running that have just really, that I feel like are life lessons. That's actually what got me started. I was not a runner in high school or college. In fact, I was so anti-running. In college, we had one PE class and you had to run the mile. And I hadn't ever run in my life. And running the mile made me throw up. Like I threw up after that because <laughs> I couldn't even run a mile. And it was, and, and so I had in my head that there are people who run and there are people who don't. And I was a people who don't. <laughs> and so, but what changed that was attending, watching a marathon. I, I watched a marathon and watched these people cross the finish line. And of course, the first of a marathon are the elite runners who are elite and amazing. But then as I stayed longer, I started to see the less elite runners. And towards the end, you see the people that are really working hard to cross that finish line. And I, those people and what they were doing was just endearing to me. I, I sat there and thought, I, I want to be a part of something like this. So that's kind of, so it's interesting that running kind of started us on this streaking journey. Yeah. I think the quote about marathoning um, is if you, if you want to run, do a 5K. If you want to experience life, run the marathon. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is a great quote. It is so. And it, it, it was life-changing for me. To be able to, to run. I, yeah, I've done a handful myself and I know Jamie, you have too from reading in the book and you guys are working on a running streak right now. And, you know, I think I'm addicted to running for that same reason as the, the benefits, the things you gain from doing the activity. But I also love it because the community, and we'll, I know this is part of streaking, and we'll probably talk about this later, but other runners are just the best people to be around. Oh, so completely, totally true. such an energizing and enthusiastic and inspiring community. That's what one of my favorite things, when I started running, once I started, once I I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a try again. Anytime I would see a runner, I would just want to clap and be like, yeah. Go Keep out there. Going. It didn't matter how fast they were going or how far or how, you know, elite they looked or how elite they didn't look. I was just excited that they were out there. I felt a sense of accomplishment for them. And yeah. I loved that about the running community. They, that's what that community is. Did any of your all's kids get into running? We've had, so we have seven children and it's Just about, take that in for a minute. For your listening audience, you got to just breathe just a little bit on that one. Seven, seven children. children. And that uh, is all. And now I have to give you a little bit of perspective because Jamie is petite. She's 5'3". She's a tiny little person. And she's had seven children. It's quite amazing to see her work and energize with this. Sorry, I've got to brag on you a little bit, hon. Yeah. But that's, um, it, it's it's one of those things where you see her and what she does and how she works with them. It's pretty phenomenal. Anyway, you can talk. So about about half of ours have gotten into running. We've had a daughter that's run a marathon. Um, We had a son that did cross country and track through high school. Um, And then we have a couple of them that are doing what we're doing now where they have a streak to run or walk. At least, at least least one mile daily. Yeah. Yeah. Different distances, but yeah. Are they different, different distances? Do they Uh have, is is Megan's different distance? Megan's is different than Rose's. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. As the listeners listen into this, they probably think we're going to nerd out about 
running. Running. <laughs> and we easily could. Like I, I could, I love to talk about the sport and all the the gifts that it's given me and the people I've met as a result of it. But we're not nerding out about running, nerding out about streaking. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that may be a little bit interesting for your listeners as well, as far as nerding about streaking. I mean, that's one of the things you think about that in the seventies streaking had a much different definition than what streaking does today. We're going to redefine it worldwide though. Worldwide streaking is going to change and it is going to be an amazing transformation from what it was to what it can be today for anyone in their lives. And that's one of the things that, you know, you asked us, Tom, just what was, what is this? as far as nerding out about streaking, it was, it started with something physical like running, but then it changed into this really fantastic um, continuous improvement methodology and framework that has motivated us in ways that we never even thought was possible in our own lives. And then to be able to share it with other people in their lives and to see what they do with it has just been absolutely phenomenal. I, I almost sneezed and said the word nerd at the same time, just to sneak. <laughs> just, That'd be awesome. a cool word. Yeah. <laughs> nerd. <laughs> Going grade school. I love that. The, the, that it's a framework and the word continuous improvement is definitely something that I've become passionate about is, you know, start with where are we today? What's the problem in front of us? What are the barriers preventing us from getting to where we want to be? And how do we go about implementing change to, you know, go take that next logical step forward? And no, it's not like we're going to do one change and it's all just magically going to come together, but we're going to commit to learning as we go. And, you know, me being uh, a Lean Six Sigma practitioner and nerdy in that way, when I red streaking, it was really easy to see that that was how you were using streaking was a framework to drive continuous improvement to help you to achieve your goals. And I can't wait to dive deeper on streaking and all the insights that you guys have got um, as you've used streaking to grow personally and professionally and to encourage others to, you know, uh, adopt this mindset and this framework for how they're going about living their daily lives or any goals that they're trying to achieve. Yeah, absolutely. I loved how you described that process too, because I feel like as you talked about looking at who you want to be and how to get there and what are the things that I can do and how do I implement that, that whole process is exactly what we were going through as we were writing streaking. Like that's why we ended up writing it is because we started on that process and as we stated earlier, it started with running, but then it evolved into something so much more. And it's really become something that I look at and I'm like, I, whatever happens with streaking in anyone else's life, I will be doing this for the rest of my life because of the personal growth and improvement that I've been able to see in areas that, that I are so important to me and in areas that I haven't been able to be able to tackle in the way that I have yeah. through streaking. Yeah, we've often talked about Tom how if the, you know we write the book and it goes out there and it's published to the world and if we're the only ones that ever do it or if one other person like yourself reads it and gets into it that's a win. That that is a win across the board because we're so excited that individuals like yourself who by the way your listeners probably know and but I want to just reiterate how significant it is to be a black belt in 
uh, Six Sigma and what that takes. And just, you know, we're, we're kind of nerding out about that, about how excellent you are in that area. And so, but to, to take it and to look at it and to say, you know what, I can apply this streaking to my life in such a significant way that it makes changes. And if that's one person or 10 people, we, what we love is that it's available and out there for anyone. And we're going to continue to do it because of how much it's meant to us and what it's done for us in our lives. I love that. And, you know, when you hear the word streaking, of course, we associate it with the unlawful activity of removing one's clothes and displaying yourself in public down Wabash Avenue or whatever the, the school you went to, whatever that main street was. I yes. never, never experienced that liberating moment. Uh, <laughs> nor, nor have I. Neither have I. <laughs> which, is why, which is why I'm like, we are changing that. We're going to change that definition. It's going to be different. Everyone who was doing it looked like they were having fun. The reality was when you go to school to be a college athlete and you're a runner and you're, you're the person who does the long distance stuff, and most of your friends are like the 400 and 800 meter runners, you're not the fastest person in the group, right? So no, you have. And it's a matter of who's going to get to the destination first and be able to outrun law enforcement. So (laughs) (laughs) that's great. So from a marketing perspective, just the word piques people's interest. So I think, um, you know, it's so much fun that the the term and the playfulness of it, and it'll get individuals to kind of want to pull back some layers of that and learn a little bit more. And once you get into it and you start to try it, even in the smallest, simplest test, it proves itself and it, it kind of sells itself. And then at that point, become addicted to it. You want more of it. And, but you're also calculated on how um, over the top you get with it. Cause you, and I think you guys do really good in the book of cautioning of like doing too, trying to do too many streaks and, you know, be calculated and don't take a streak on if it doesn't help you get to the, the goal and what you want for yourself. So there's a whole bunch that's wrapped up in streaking. And I want to dive deep into those things. But before I do that, I, I want to kind of just, give you guys the opportunity to share your backstory of how you became passionate about streaking. You've already shared it started with running and you started to see how it was applicable to other parts of your lives. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, the role streaking played in in your professional life and in your family life as parents. And you guys have a lot of really interesting streaks that I think are important to, to call out and to share with the world. Yeah, so it did start with running, and it started with, we were running, but I particularly needed a way to stay consistent, and so that's when we stumbled across the Streak Runners Association, and and I thought, maybe we should try something different. Instead of signing up for a race or training for another marathon, maybe we do this streak run thing where where I try to just maintain, where I'd be consistent, and I run at least a mile. For the Streak Runners Association, you have to run a mile every day for a year, and then you can be a part of that association. That was intimidating to me. And so when we first started, when, when I first wanted to try this streak running, I'm like, I want to do this consistently. But in order for me personally to be consistent, I knew it needed to be a run or a walk. I was like, I can, I can run or at least walk every day if, I, if I'm changing from 
Well, and even with that, you decided that you were going to even have one rest day. Yes, I mean, you're and going to be I like included... at six days a week. And then on Sunday, you would have that as your rest day. Right. So, so that turned out to end up being extremely um, pivotal in our streaking journey because without recognizing it, I had stumbled upon the first law of streaking. So what we had done is change our mindset, first of all, from how far, how long, how great, the you know, intensity my, or the, the intensity quantity. or the quantity and to how long can I do this sustainability? How long can I, how many days in a row, so to speak, can I keep this and th- happening? And this was a great moment when Jamie, um, when Jamie looked up and found st- streak running, she was actually reading an article in a newspaper and thought, how can these lewd people be featured in a newspaper? We talked about the word streaking being capturing. That's exactly yeah. what happened it to me. captured us. <laughs> captured The article captured me. Well, and you clicked on it. And I clicked on the article. So anyway, she clicked on it and found that there was this couple that had been streak running for 15 years, which is what she described. What I loved is when she called me, I was getting on a plane to go to a consulting engagement and she called me and uh, and explained a little bit about what she'd been reading. And then she ended with this question, do you want to go streaking with me? And I was like, absolutely. I mean, without any question. I mean, there was no hesitation whatsoever. And then we started this running streak and we were, what, 300 days in. Yeah, we were. And we were having some significant success. Like we were like, okay, we've been able to maintain this. Right. And that's when you had a kind of an aha moment, which was, and the, and the aha moment was this, and we talk about, you know, Tom thinking about continuous improvement. Well, one of the areas I needed significant, serious continuous improvement was in the area of my mouth and my teeth specifically. I had very bad periodontal disease and it was, there's only one way to fight periodontal disease and it's to floss your teeth. That's it. And I had hated flossing, didn't like flossing, and because I didn't like flossing and didn't do it, I'd been through one expensive surgery to get my teeth repaired and fixed and all kinds of things. And then 10 years later, because I still didn't do any flossing, I went through a similar surgery again. And after that second surgery, I was, I was committed to start flossing on a daily basis. And everything I did to try to start flossing on a daily basis, and this is where, we, as I look back now, I look at, for example, people use the word habit, I think a little liberally, because I thought for, for example, there's a myth out there that if you do something for 21 days, it develops into a habit. Well, I disproved that myth immediately <laughs> through flossing. Multiple, that, times, yeah, multiple over. times over. That That's not true. I did everything that it says to do in the habit books, set up a routine, change your environment, put the floss out where you need to see it. I had done all of that and still did not have a habit of flossing. And that's where I learned a little bit about, and we separate the words now, habit is good for things that are going to be involuntary or automatic. And those are important. Those are important things. But flossing was not one of those things for me. And so I was having a conversation with myself in the mirror uh, as I was getting ready to go out and run. It was a morning. And I remember this morning specifically because I had had a dental hygienist just, it was a couple of days before, talked to me a little bit about this whole flossing thing. And she had said to me something. She said, Jeff, flossing is a lot like exercising your gums. Just do it a couple of times a day and you know they'll be healthy. And so I was looking in the mirror and I was a little bit chastising myself because I still had not picked up this whole flossing thing. And I knew that I needed to do it in order to really make any kind of progress or improvement for my teeth to stay in my head. And so as I was looking in the mirror and having a conversation with myself, I was asking, why aren't you doing this? 
And I was like, well, I don't, I just don't like it. I, I've never liked flossing. I don't want to floss. There's nothing about it. And then as I looked in the mirror and I saw myself dressed in my workout clothes, the thought all of a sudden hit me that uh, what, what the dental hygienist had said the day before, she said, you know, flossing your gums is a lot like exercising. And as I looked at myself in the mirror and looked at my workout clothes, I thought, well, I've been running for 300 days straight without missing, you know, run, walk one mile each day. I haven't missed this at all. And then it hit me. It's like, well, why don't I just set a streak to floss my teeth? And instead of focusing on what it is I'm doing, what I hate as far as this improvement piece, but focus on something that is, I wonder, challenge myself in a different way to say, how long can I do it? And so at that moment, my streak to floss my teeth was born. And uh, at that at that second, right there, all of a sudden streaking took on a whole different meaning and a, and a significantly different uh, path as far as what we were going to do. Because when you start to look at it now, you know, I all of a sudden saw that I can have a streak to floss my teeth. And I've been doing that now for more than 1,700 days. And it was a major paradigm shift from what you're doing to, well, how many days in a row can I do this? And for whatever reason, that that little shift in mindset took away some of those things that you'd been kicking against. Yeah. And you were able to to so that was our first experience. We kind of you kind of turned it into a game a little bit where you're like, well, how many days in a row can I keep this? How you know, how can I do this? And then and then it just kind of mushroomed from there. We started to look at other places where we're like, okay, what else can we Right. What else can we apply this to? And that's kind of started our journey that we started to, and I, I call it a journey because we ended up with three laws and we discovered each of those laws as we were going through and trying different things. Yeah. And so our- Well, it's really because Jamie, um, when I went to her, she, I was like, hey, we got to do this streaking thing with other things. And I was really excited about it. And, she's, and, she, and she, I love, is like, hold on just a second. <laughs> what what do you mean and how do we do it and so she really started to challenge and to say we can't just start doing it what it, what is it that we need to actually do in order to make this a street to make this work well, well you you were super excited about it yeah and i remember you coming and to be honest the idea of having something have to be done every single day and that if you miss it you break that streak that was intimidating to me. I was like, I do not need another thing that I didn't get done, that I didn't do, that I, another, another thing hanging over my head that I'm like, well, I didn't do it. Right. So that, so I was very hesitant to look at this in other areas. However, I was, I was very curious because I had had success. Yeah. And so I, so I let it percolate. So you were excited and you're like, I want to do this. Let's do this and this and this. And I was like, well, I need to think about this for a second. And that's really where it came to me spending a lot of time thinking about, okay, if I was really going to focus on the consistency of this thing that I'm doing, how, how it, what do I have to do to be able to make that happen? Yeah. And that's where law one was born was like, it has to be so simple that no matter what I could do it. Yeah. And, and it, it, the genesis for me was I had one day several years ago when all of my children were home, living at home. I had all seven children 
and everybody had the flu at the exact same time. Not a clean sheet in the house. There wasn't. I had gone through this, every sheet, I mean, every blanket, every towel. It was awful, and I was out of town. And you were out of town. That's how it happens every time. Every time. <laughs> and I had called you, I remember, because you're like, I was desperate. <laughs> and you're like, I'm a thousand miles away. What, what do you want me to, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing anybody can do. I look back at that day and it was one of the hardest days of my life in terms of like being able to get anything done. And I look at that day and think I'd have to have something so simple that on that day I could still do it if we're going to have this be, you know, a streak that doesn't get broken. And so that's been for me, my measurement stick, so to speak, of any time I set a new streak, I think on that day and I think, it has to be so simple that if my entire family has the stomach flu, I could find a way to do it. And so that's kind of how law one came into being. I is- love that you're calling it a journey. I love the stories you guys share about how Jeff, who uh, at least I could say is similar to me. So my wife's name's Carolyn and I get super excited and I don't think I just do. So um I had a episode from maybe a little bit back. It's it about people's innovation profiles. And when it comes to, you know, embracing change, there are people who kind of improvise. So they're at one of this end of the spectrum. And then there's other people who approach the change logically and with a plan. So mm-hmm. on that spectrum, at least in Carolyn and I's relationship, I improvise. I think on my feet and I just figure it out as I go. And I also scare the crap out of anyone who wants to be assured that I know what I'm doing. I don't, I, <laughs> I'm just, I love it. Yeah. I'm just trusting my instincts and I'm iterating along the way. And so I'll come to Carolyn with these grand ideas. I'm very, I'm very optimistic and she is more of a realist to, to, to say, okay, have you thought about, she always asks questions. Yep. And I'm sure Jamie, you do the same thing is please tell me more about that. Have you thought about that? So right. it's beautiful that you guys play to one another's strengths to kind of co-create this approach that fits for a lot of different types of people that it is playful and it's, um, you know, just going with your gut in some aspects, but it's also logical and formulated and there's a process to it as well mm-hmm. so that you guys kind of get that whole spectrum of people and how they navigate change and that's you know where it is today that's a result of you guys challenging one another and it's also now you guys have opened it up to people like me and your readers to come in and challenge it a little bit more and help take it right this today to where it can go in the future i just love that you guys are so open to helping streaking to grow and just be all that it can be to as many people as it can be. You know, Tom, you bring up an interesting point because one of the things when we were publishing the book is our publisher asked if we wanted to have our picture on, you know, the back pa- the back page or on the back flap or, you know, to have our pictures in there. And we um we were opposed to that because we wanted you and others to focus on the streaking 
it's not ours. It's we really feel like it was something we uncovered. It was an archaeological dig. Right. It was, it was already there. We just kind of discovered it and brushed it off. And and so we want to put it out there. You know, it's like when you go to the museum, you don't see a picture of the person that discovered the fossil. What you see is the fossil or the the magnificent structure or whatever it is. Even even beautiful paintings. You know, that we talk about in the book actually one of the paintings that helped us to define the law of laughably simple. But it's it's really about and i love where you're where you're feeling this we want everyone to own this of their own accord and we believe that it is something that can grow and get better and that those three laws you know make it laughably simple no record no streak uh create a community i know i just show, shot those out there but i want we've been talking a lot about them so i wanted to get them out there we can go into more how we came up with them in just a second but it's it's something that i look at with you and with others to say, how can we apply it to continuous improvement to, you know, individuals that are just now learning Six Sigma? What is it that they can do to apply a streak to it? I mean, that that's the power in it. That's the thing that we get really nerding out about. We do. We get really excited about the fact that it can go from running to flossing your teeth to becoming a black belt at Six Sigma to reading to my children to personal spiritual growth. I have I mean, there's just so many aspects and, and we love that there's so many learning and development applications out there that we get motivated and, and think this is important. I want this to be in my life, but then it's difficult to know how to translate that into actual execution. And I feel like that's what streaking has done for me. It's given me a place to start and three simple laws to follow. And that if I just do those things and then be patient, I'm implementing what I, what I learned about and, and making that an actual part of my life. And I think that is such a powerful um, tool. It's, it's a confidence boost because I think a lot of individuals who have goals and these big dreams, they hate experience failure to launch because they're, they then begin to think about the what ifs of the things of that'll hold them back. And that self-talk that prevents them from ever getting started. I think you know, I, after I had graduated school and I had done some marathoning, uh, I wasn't as fast as I was during college. So, you know, I, I wanted to look for a different challenge because I wasn't running PRs anymore. Not when you right. went to school and, you know, ran with some really crazy athletes and tried to keep up with them and they pushed <laughs> you to some, some great finish times. So I, I mean, I wasn't going to run PRs, so I had to change my sport and I took on triathlon and I started to float the idea by some of my running friends. And, you know, had I waited for my friends to kind of commit to triathlon, I never would have done it. And these are highly successful athletes. They've Boston qualifiers. We have friends who have broke four minutes in the mile, amazing athletes. And I'm like, Oh, the triathlon will be easy for these people. They'll definitely want to jump on board with this, but somewhere, some law that, that, that failure to launch kind of prevented them from accepting that new challenge. And that's just one example that I've seen of people kind of saying like, it's great. And I'm interested in it, but never actually took that interest into action. And I think your guys's gift of streaking to give it to people to say, Hey, that fear, no, no more will own you. There's a way that you can start small and grow as you go. And it's called streaking. Yeah. And I loved what you said about the personal, you know, a PR. PRs are only going to happen, you reach a point where you're not going to PR anymore. You're, you're not going to have that personal record in a lot of things, but I don't want to stop growing. 
I, I don't want to, as I look and as my life changes from, from having no children to having small children to having careers to have changes in careers, there's going to be this constant change in my life. And I wanted to embrace the growth that came with each change. And each change also brought a little bit of fear and sometimes regret that, oh, especially in our world, I feel like we, we, we struggle a lot with the regret of, well, why didn't I start that sooner? Or how come I didn't know that earlier? And, and I love that streaking for me has given me a place to start right now. I went back um, a couple of days ago and looked at my different streaks and found that it was really fun to see that I had started new streaks at all different times of the year. And there wasn't any, it wasn't always the first of the month, or it was just any time that I felt like, okay, there's something I wanted to add into my life that I needed to be there. And I thought about it for a while and I thought, okay, I can start to add that now. I can add that small, simple thing at this point in my life right here, right now. And I've loved that that allows me to continue growing and progressing throughout all the stages of my life, as well as you brought up two things that I want to say is one confidence. It's, it really helped me to recognize that I could make promises to myself and keep promises to myself. And that was huge. That's where the no record, no streak comes in is that when you have a record that you've been doing something and you know it, there's no question mark. There's an exclamation point. I know that I've been doing this thing for this many days or this many weeks. That breeds a level of confidence within yourself that, that you really can't get other ways. I mean, it, when you know, it doesn't matter what people say, you, you know inside yourself. And I've loved that. Um, and then the second thing is the ability to be able to continue growing through all of these different changes in my life has been, um, it's been really liberating and encouraging for me. And it's ongoing. It's not, it doesn't stop. Uh, I mean, if you choose to stop growing it, um, I think it maybe is a quote about business, um, you know, is you just become irrelevant and no, right. I don't think anyone wants that for themselves. What do they say? It stinks. Cause you know, a pond that's not moving. Yeah. It becomes a swamp. Yep. <laughs> we, no good for us to, to, to pull in. Um, but yeah, the, you have to challenge yourself to continue to, to grow. You can't allow yourself to be stagnant or stale as you guys are saying. And I love that you're sharing your guys's streaks and how you're using them to grow. You've shared examples of your running streaks, your reading streaks. That's one from the book that I thought was a lot of fun. Um, mm -hmm. Was it wasn't started reading for yourself? I think maybe it was Jeff's streak was you know reading a nonfiction book or um, reading a, something in regards to um, like professional growth and that regards, and then that kind of. And that streak, that streak came because he would, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but he would go to these um, things in business and, and people would always say, have you read this book? And, and, and he started to be, you know, at first, if you hadn't read it, you're like, no, I haven't read that. But he started to realize he's like, there are so many times that people have caught a new concept where they're like, well, did you, have you read this book? And he's thought, I want to start reading these books. How do I make time so that I can start reading? 
Yeah. So I looked at it and I said, Tom, to your point, I, I just looked at it and I thought, what is going to be laughably simple for me to be able to start reading these books? Because I was consulting executive teams. And so an executive would say to me, here's my last five books on my reading list. And it wasn't that I didn't want to read or that I didn't want to stay up with it, but I just hadn't been doing it, doing it with the other things that I was doing and honestly, not all valuable things. I mean, I had a lot of less valuable things that I was doing in life. And so I thought, okay, what's a laughably simple thing that I can do? What's a streak that I could set that would be laughably simple that I'd keep a record on and that I'd create a community around? And that that formed into the re- read at least one paragraph. Now, as I think about that, I mean, it is truly laughably simple. It's very easy to read at least one paragraph in a nonfiction book daily. From that moment, so I've been doing that now for 1,651 days. And in that 1,651 days, I have now read, without even really paying attention to it, I think in the hundreds of books, but that's not the key. It's not focused on, and Tom, we had talked a little bit about this, about the inputs versus the outputs. I wasn't focused on the outputs of reading certain number of books. I was more focused on the input of that one. I, I just the input of a streak of the streak of one paragraph in a nonfiction book daily was the thing that was significant, and that has opened up all kinds of vistas. And it's it's honestly really hard to believe. It's I had to suspend disbelief in order to put these things in, because when people start and, you know, as you look at your journey and we talk with others in their journey, the laughably simple thing doesn't seem like it's going to make any kind of a difference whatsoever. And I will tell you right out front that you're right. It won't make any difference whatsoever if it's done inconsistently, but when it's done consistently, when it's one of those things that you are going to do no matter what, when it's a laughably simple thing that you just continue on and move forward with, it carves the Grand Canyon. It creates in the book, we talk about stalactites and stalagmites. I mean, these are beautiful structures under the earth that guess what? They grow at 0.001, I think it's millimeters a day. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's just laughably simple, but they're massively huge, beautiful things. I, I look at the redwood trees Uh, you know, in the Pacific Northwest. And those are massively huge, but they grow very small, simple daily. And if we, if you want to have that kind of growth, if you want to look at it and say, that's where we're at, we had a, we had one of our uh, streakers say, yeah, this is definitely not two day shipping growth. (laughs) (laughs) Amazon Prime. Yeah. You have to be patient. Sorry, I get a little bit excited about it, but that, that's kind of what, as you, Tom, have, have talked about and you know, you, you mentioned the things as far as where to apply streaking. That's really been the the opening for us is a lot of times people will start with the physical because they want to be physically fit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like you and us and everything else, they may have a passion or a love for one sport or another, whatever it is. And honestly, that's where we started researching streaks is in athletics because a lot of records are kept there. But as we started to open this up and peel back the layers, what we saw was is any master in any profession, you name it across the board, has one very common attribute, and it's consistency. It's, it's consistency in the mundane, small, simplest things. I'm eating it up. I love that you were talking about some examples in nature of how small 
almost unobservable growth over long periods of time lead to tremendous and awe-aspiring outcomes. And you cited some of the my favorite places to visit, which would be Grand Canyon, and I've been to Yosemite, I went to Zion, and those spaces, especially the canyons, they're carved out by slow trickles of water. Now, you also mentioned stalactites and stalagmites. Um, I would say Mammoth Cave was, my, I, it was beautiful, but I'm afraid of heights. And we went and there was one hike in which you go over the bottomless pit. Oh boy. Ooh. So um, tight spaces, I'm six foot four um, and afraid of heights. And so I, not a not a combination with the. How do you how do, how do you stand up? <laughs> You're six four and and uh, afraid stand of heights. Up in those spaces. <laughs> oh, sorry, funny. it was bad. I'm sorry, a little putty. I'm six five, Tom. So you and I share something there. So we're we're together on that. I don't like looking over handrails because, like you know, to Jamie, a handrail will protect her. Like it'll come up, you know, uh, appropriately to where she'd be safe. That's true. You're you're you're. It's coming down too low. You're top heavy. You'll just go right over the top. That's exactly right. I know. And those little handrails at the Mammoth Cave uh, tour, you know, they were designed for um, people not my height and stature. So I had a couple of moments where I had to practice uh, box breathing. (laughs) I got through two hour tour, um, but I didn't say much and I don't remember much. (laughs) But you got through it. I got (laughs) So I write. So you guys had kind of talked a little bit about the rules and I want to revisit those, but I also want to, I think one of the biggest and most important parts of the book was the concept of the B statement. And yeah. I wanted to yeah. kind of get us to those parts. Um, and I, Jeff, thank you for sharing your streaks and, you know, the, about the book. I think Jamie in the book, you've got a, uh, some awesome streaks too. I love the one about reading to your children and how you role modeling that. Um, you know, the other children in the family saw that and took ownership of it too. And at one point you thought you missed a streak and one of the kids stepped up and did it for you. And that's just a powerful moment is once you commit to doing these things and do them day in and day out and uh, people can see the joy you have through those things that they're going to start doing it too. I thought so powerful. Yeah, it is. And that's part of the, the, the beauty of that community. And, and like you said, the encouragement that happens sometimes Jeff had mentioned suspend disbelief about suspend disbelief about something so small, but it's amazing how, when you have that consistency and do something so small, the victory is, is invigorating and it's propelling and it wants you to keep going. Mm -hmm. And then that starts to show in your countenance too. And other people are like, they get, they, they, they feel that energy and want to be a part of it as well. Absolutely. You know, as, and Tom, one of the things you just brought up was the B statement. I think it's, it's worth visiting just how that came about because we had been on our streaking journey and we had, I don't remember for how long, it'd probably been a couple of years. Yeah, I was thinking where it was a couple of years it. that we'd kind of, and, we'd, we were start, we were, we'd started writing the book and, and, and we kind of had, were vetting out all of these ideas and starting to share it with some people. And that's where we had, um, and it's interesting too, you bring up, you know, the, the laws of streaking. We actually debated between, are they rules or are, are they, they laws? laws? And one of the things we decided was that they were laws in the sense that if you follow them, you'll fly. It's like the the laws of flight. You know, you've got weight, lift, drag, and thrust that are necessary to get a plane in the air. 
And that's the thing with streaking to be to get really consistent. And that's what they are. They're the laws. We call them the laws of streaking, but the laws of consistency are really all about making something laughably simple, keeping a record that you're doing it and creating a community around it. Well, we had been doing this for quite some time. And I ran across an old buddy in the airport. We happened to, I mean, and this was really divine providence that we crossed paths because I hadn't seen him in 20 years. Uh, we started to talk. I told him about streaking. We actually were going at this point in time, we lived in separate places in the country. We had met at an airport and we were flying on the same airplane in seats next to each other, going to obviously the same destination, but different clients and so forth. I mean, we weren't even going back to our homes, if you will. So it's quite it's quite amazing that we came across one another. In that, I shared with him streaking, and he was very interested. And we started a correspondence. So we, you know, rekindled uh, that old college buddy uh, relationships, started a correspondence, and he started to email us back and forth. And one of the things that he did is started to really challenge us on all of the concept of streaking. And he had he told us in one of his emails, he said a streak. He had really started to challenge us. We, oh, we, yeah. we, like for a little while, we had to back off and be like, okay, I don't know if we can take this level of challenge. It yeah. was, it was significant at the time. We, we had, to, I had to ghost him for just a little while just so a I couple, could breathe. Just like, we just need some time to think about this. <laughs> and there was one moment where he, uh, he challenged us. He said, well, are you just streaking for streaking's sake? In other words, you're just doing it just to keep it alive. It's really not anything. And then What's he, the purpose? What's the point? You're just yeah. doing it for the streak. There's no... And, and we knew that there was, that we were doing it for a reason, but the best we could come up with at the time was that because we knew it was things that we either should be doing or we wanted to be doing. And that was okay, but that was a little bit weak. You know what I mean? Should be and want to be. I mean, you can, you can poke holes in that pretty quickly. And so he then said, he challenged us in this way, and this really got us thinking. He said, look, if I had a streak to write one sentence daily, like I'm an idiot, I don't think that would do any good at all to anyone. And immediately, Jamie and I had this visceral reaction to it. We looked at each other and we said, oh, no, if you started to write that type of streak. It would have massive impact in the negative. Highly detrimental to you, your life and everyone around you. But then conversely, we looked at that and we said, well, wait a second. What if we started to write a streak? And I remember I, I looked at you, Jamie, and I said, would you be willing to try an experiment with yeah, me? Yeah, we, we we're going to experiment. We're like, okay, this is an interesting idea because we knew if you write a sentence, I'm an idiot every day. I'm like, that would I totally know that that would have negative impact. So then we turned it around. We're like, well, let's write it. Let's write a purpose statement. Yeah, or let's some write kind of who we want to be. Yeah. Let's make a positive statement and see if we if we both we said, okay, we're going to set a streak and see if we we're going to we're going to do this and let's let's. Streaks don't really have an end date, but we wanted to have somewhere where our research kind of like, panned just... out. And so let's say, let's try and do this for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, if we wrote this every day for a year, what would happen? Well, as we started to write that, what happened for us is this, this positive statement, this affirmation, this, uh, th- this positive thing that we were doing changed and morphed into the aspirational statement of who I want to be. It almost became an exercise and and it had to sit down each day and and think, well, who do I want to be? Why am I doing this? What kind of person do I want to be? What do I want to accomplish? And going through that exercise really helped us look at our streaks then and say, well, I'm doing this streak because I want to be this way. 
for me, it's like, I'm doing this streak because I want to be a mother that teaches my children to embrace learning. Or I'm doing this streak because I want to be willing so to. So all of a sudden, these aspirational statements that people call goals, but they're really not goals because there's no way to grasp hold of them and to say, I've accomplished that. Yeah, how I'm do you there. say, I, I want to be a more kind person. I've arrived. I'm kinder. It's, I am now something kind. something you want to be <laughs> continually doing. I'm now pronounced kind, you know. <laughs> it was more this, I, I want to always aspire to be this way. What we realized is that this be statement of who we want to be. So for example, one of one of the one of the things that I write and I write my be statement daily and every day I write I, let me modify that a little bit. I write at least one sentence of my be statement because it's grown and it it's uh, it's several sentences now, but for example, one of the sentences in my be statement is I want to be of service to others through engaging, energizing, enthusiastic, entertaining, thought-provoking, persuasive, leading, speaking, teaching, and writing. And so that's, that's, I know, very, that's taken a long time to develop. But one of the things that that did, though, is that helped focus the streaks that I wanted to set. So for example, we brought up before the read at least one paragraph in a nonfiction book. Well, another one was write at least one sentence daily. And then I thought, there's one more, which is review at least one vocabulary word daily. And these streaks started to work together to who I wanted to be. And as I wrote this B statement daily, my life in profession, I mean, I can, I can give you professional benefits. I can give you personal benefits. I can give you the spiritual benefits. I can give you the physical benefits of the consistency of these small things. I mean, Tom, it was, it, it just blew it literally me away. changed. It literally changed the foundation of streaking. So we appreciate all the holes he was. Yeah. So we love Randy. I've do. actually, I've opened up correspondence with him again and told him how appreciative I was to everything that he did to challenge us. Cause it literally changed the, it literally changed streaking. And, and I think that is just really good role modeling to say we have ideas we know they're incomplete and imperfect. And, and the only way we're going to ever evolve them is to put them out into the universe, which is terrifying. Oh, yep. man. <laughs> terrifying. Vulnerable. Yes. You're asking people, hey, here's what I've got rambling around my head. What do you think about it? And it could, right. it could be um, chaotic or constructive. Um, and it sounds like in most times it is constructive. It's they're contributing and helping you refine your thinking and elevate your thinking to take whatever it is that you're thinking about to that next level. And it sounds like initially, uh, as you guys had these conversations with your friend, it's Randy. Is that what you said? Randy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's his name is Randy. So, um, it wasn't you saying, I don't agree with what you're saying. It's that's going to make me make some changes. Right. And that I don't know if I have the energy to pivot right now. And a little bit asking questions that, that we were like, I don't have the answers to those, but I, but I, like you'd said, I've got a gut feeling, but I don't know how to answer the exact question you're asking. And that was uncomfortable. And so the, the, that feedback really helped to be able to force us to be like, okay, we need to figure out how to answer these questions. And I'm, I'm glad he challenged you. And I'm glad you guys accepted the challenge. Cause I think that is like you'd said, it was the transformative part of streaking was to have people start with the change. They want the chain, the benefit of the changes that they wanted to see happen is who do they 
desire to become? Who did they strive to want to become? And I think it's awesome that you said it's not what is your goal? It's who do you want to strive to become or what are your aspirations? I thought as soon as you said like, okay, you did it, you're kind. I almost said, like, here's your certificate. You did it. Right. <laughs> here's your kindness certificate. Good job. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I and love I, that. I love that you talked about goals, too, because we spent so much time figuring out where streaks fit in with goals and habits. It was really, we, we, we vetted that one out a lot. Well, and it was enlightening because what it did is it, it freed what and what it did. It is looking at what we call now habits, routines, streaks, and goals. And every single one of those things is a tool in your tool belt of of either professional development or personal development, whatever it is. Each one of those have a specific role. And you know, as you know, in anything, having the right tool makes the job so So much much easier. easier. And so what we did is, is now what we hope goes into the lexicon of, of personal and professional development are those four things. A goal is something you reach for and you attain, and you're either going to fail or succeed at a goal. And that's okay, because what we look at is the streaks. The streaks are the intentional things that have no finish line, but that they are what you are doing on a daily or weekly basis, and sometimes monthly, daily or weekly basis to become who you want to be. And the cool thing about streaks is when you are reaching for a goal and you fail, you fall to the success of your streaks. I mean, that is, you know, we started out this whole thing with running and Jamie and I have Every, you know, we're getting ready. We're going to do a half marathon. We're going to do the tryptophan um, Thanksgiving half marathon so that we can eat, you know, feast ourselves. We can ourselves. eat whatever we want on Thanksgiving. You know what we're talking about here, Tom, right? Yeah. Yes. The tryptophan. <laughs> yep. Yep. Because <laughs> you're probably, Turkey you probably coma. already have it. Are you doing one on Thanksgiving? Have you already got it planned out? I don't have a goal in mind, although I, like a race in mind, I am. Yeah so that I can eat what I want to. Yes. So, so we, but that is a, that is a goal that we're going to accomplish. It has a finish line. It has a deadline and it's something we want to do. Now the streak though, the day after, and this is kind of the cool part. And I love that we're talking a little bit about running, even though streaks aren't only about running, but guess what? The day after Thanksgiving, Jamie and I are going to go back out and walk or run a mile. And we're going to continue to do that. And that is something that blew us away as well, is if we failed, for example, at, for whatever reason, we didn't do the half marathon, we still have the success of the streak. And we're going to continue to do that success. And that's in every area of our life. And I loved that if we succeeded at that goal, we didn't stop. We still, so we run a half marathon, you still get up the next day and you keep it going. You, you, you. And that was something one of our streakers had mentioned that he said, he goes, I would go out and run these big races. And then I'd be like, all right, I just ran that race. I don't have to run for a while. But that while turned into a lot longer than what he wanted it to be. And yeah. getting started again became challenging. And that's one of the things I love. I have a simple example, kind of the goals, routines, and streaks for me was I, had a, I have a streak to drink um, eight ounces of water a day. I have a goal to drink 64 ounces of water a day. And I have a great routine because I have this awesome water bottle that, um, shows me how much I should be drinking throughout the day. And it's very, I like the, that it shows me how I've, how much progress I've made. She loves this water bottle, by the I way, do. Tom. It, but is, I've it learned, is like her water bottle. Water None bottle. of us can touch it. 
And anyone that does gets scolded immediately. But I've learned. <laughs> so what I love is that the minute I drink, as soon as I drink eight ounces in a day, I've hit my streak. I've, I've accomplished it. I've already had the victory you in that arena. Successful. I feel successful. I don't always hit 64 ounces, but I've noticed that it's not as big of a deal when I fail. Sometimes with goals, if you don't cross the finish line, you, you failed and you, you don't recognize how far you came and, and that can be detrimental. And so I have the goal to drink 64 ounces of water each day, but if I didn't make it, I'm still looking at it going, okay, but I got pretty close and that was good. Then I had an experience last week where I lost the water bottle, which really messed with my routine because I had the routine to fill it each morning as I started. And so I, you had a routine and a habit I had a basically routine. to put that together. So you, there was automatic things, involuntary things that you were doing. Right. I had the routine so that I'd do it a certain way. I had the goal of 64 ounces and I had my streak, which is just, just a cup of water a day. That's all I needed to, to do to accomplish that streak. What I loved is that what was interesting, I guess, fascinating is when I lost my water bottle and, and that routine was disrupted, I, I wasn't drinking as much water. I wasn't doing what I had been doing before. I maintained the streak though. I kept drinking that eight ounces every day. I wasn't keeping track of how much I was drinking overall. I knew I had drank eight ounces every day, but I didn't know the rest of the time. Right. But what I loved is that I was still doing it. And then when I was able to replace that water bottle, um, I actually found found it and, and re-implement that routine. I wasn't starting from ground zero. I was starting from my streak. I had kept drinking water the whole time. And I was excited to get back into my routine and start working towards my goal each day again. And that's what I love about the place where a streak holds. A streak is agnostic to environment. It's agnostic to all the different things, that the routines to everything, because you really do make it something that's conscious and intentional to becoming who you want to be. And the reason you have that streak is because you want to be a healthy, what is it? What is your B statement there? You want to be healthy healthy and active, healthy and active. And, and, you know, to keep up with our children and hopefully grandchildren one day, any of those things that's who we want to be. And so having that and all those tools in your tool belt, I thought that was a great example. It was because then you know, you look at it, what you're trying to accomplish and you're like, okay, is this a streak or is this a goal? And being able, and, and, and what routines can I set around this to create better habits? Recognizing that a lot of the things, in fact, I'm going to say most of the things that are important to me that I want to be a part of my life are never going to be a habit. They're always going to be a conscious choice that I'm choosing to have be a part of my life. Absolutely. And, and that's a little disappointing, but also freeing to recognize that, that I have the ability to choose what's important and what I'm going to be doing with my life and purposeful. And that's what I want. And that's where a streak has helped me be able to be consistent and purposeful in doing that. And then looking outwards towards those things that I'm going to be reaching for, those goals, those times that I am going to put more effort but that aren't going to be sustainable in the long run. It's a short-term burst that I'm going to try and reach someplace. Being able to delineate what I'm using has been very, very helpful for me in being successful. Thank you. That is two great examples of how all these things live in concert and Mm -hmm. are complementary to each other and how you can take one and lay it lays a strong foundation for you to build other things on. Um, That's just a great example And everything you guys have talked about has really um, brought to life that all this is about growth and um, 
you know, the book focuses on personal growth. And as we bring this to a close, I wanted to talk about the appendix section, which is going beyond one, an individual, but to several people uh, with a shared purpose and a, a common goal. And I want to kind of focus in there. Everything we've talked about has been beautiful. And I can't wait to kind of now take it and say, okay, that's a sample of one, a person and their yep. constituents, um, you know, the, the, the small community they built. Uh, that's important. But I think then there's also other communities that these people belong to and work. It, a lot of people spend 40 to 50 hours a week um, in work. And I, I remember I saw Ron Ritchie present. He was with Cisco at the time. And he shared a statistic that through work that 40 to 50 hours a week, while you're at work, you're spending more time with those peers than you are with your own family. And that's where I realized, okay, like if that part of your life isn't complete and it's not giving you purpose, it, that is um, a hard pill to swallow. And I oh yeah, at that point realized, hey, like your work family and having a strong bond with them and, you know, strong relationship there, but also a strong bond with what you do day in and day out in that role and feel that, hey, through that work, you're making a difference. That grew in so much importance once I realized how much time and energy we were spending doing that. Like, let's not waste that time and energy, but let's actually, you know, maximize it. And that's so teams and what we do for work to me became a key focus. And I think nerding out about, okay, well, how do how does that part of your life, your work family and the organization you chose to align yourself with, how do they go on streaks? You know, I love this. This is one area where I really love because like you, I mean, as a consultant, I see all kinds of organizations. And one of the things that I've done a lot of consulting on is how to help organizations and teams set goals around their strategy. Now, and when I say goals, I mean goals like achieve and accomplish a result X to Y by when, where I consult a lot is with the four disciplines of execution, uh, which is Franklin Covey's work in that area. And I've done a lot of work with with um, teams, uh, executive teams and frontline teams and people in teams on how to set and keep goals. One of the things that interested me as Jamie and I started to explore streaking, is there an application for a team streak? And how does a team streak work? And so I started to research that on the side and look at it. And Jamie and I would talk about it when I'd come home. And one of the things that we found with team streaking, which is really interesting, is you follow the three laws and there's a fourth law that's added. The the three laws are you obviously choose something as a team that's laughably simple that you're going to do. Secondly, you keep a record that you've done it. Third, the community is the team. So that law is, is firmly in place. And then there's a fourth law, which is a conscious committed, consistent leader. We call it the 3C leader. A leader is significant in business and on teams in order to keep the streak alive. Now, also, as we look at streaking as a team, there's two types of team streaks. And one of them is much easier or a laughably simple one than the other. And the best, there's, there's a couple of analogies we use to help describe what is a team streak. What the first analogy I'll use in is athletics. All right. So 
there's a team streak that you can look at that is a football streak. And the way the football streak works is as long as the ball gets across the goal line, it doesn't matter who carried it there. So, so the, the activity is the ball and everyone on the team has the same thing, which is to get the ball across the line, but it doesn't matter who got it there. Could be the quarterback, running back, lineman, doesn't, doesn't matter as long as the ball got across the line. So in a team, in a team football streak, for example, let's just apply it. I'm going to go to, um, it's easy to, to look at it in a sales team, for example. So a sales team sets a streak to make at least one new contact daily, and it's a football streak. That means that everyone, and let's say there's 10 people on that team, everyone on that team uh, can do it, but only one person has to do it to keep the streak alive. All right. So that's, that's one way to look at it. Now, the other type of team streak is the streak where everyone on the team has to do the activity and that keeps the streak alive. And I call that a baseball streak. So the baseball streak, the reason why it is, is because everyone on a baseball team has to hit, catch, run, and throw. Those are the four things that everyone has to do, no matter what position you play. And so uh, let's go back to the sales example. If we were to say make one new contact daily and in order for the streak to count, everyone on the team had to make at least one of those contacts daily. That's when it counts. Of those two, the football streak is much easier for a team to keep alive. And there's a lot of really plus and benefits. And in fact, it's one of the areas where we recommend a team start is look at it and say, what's the football streak or the streak that we're going to do a simple activity, keep record that we've done it, and um, anyone on the team can do it in order to keep it alive. That's where it really starts to come into being. And it's really, it's actually a very cool feeling to have that. Did you have something, Jane? Nope. That was okay. great. Yeah. Well, I guess if the, the, the football team, baseball team, another person described it as saying um, a balloon. There's one team streak where there's one balloon and everyone has to keep that balloon in the air and it doesn't matter who touches it. And then there's a second team streak where everyone has their own balloon and has to keep their own balloon in the air. Yeah. So, and it can create a culture of just great, wonderful teamwork with the one where we're all keeping the balloon in the air. And that's in the book, we talk a little bit about, or the work that I've done with Wegmans, which is a phenomenal, um, if you've never been to a Wegmans, they're in the Northeast and it is seriously something you it'll need. change your grocery shopping experience. It'll change your life. And people that work there love working there because they employ not, not from our consultation, but just from their leadership, the leadership employees streaking. I mean, that what they do on a daily basis is just amazing. And it's the, it's the smallest, laughably smallest things that they keep record of and they create a community around it. It's very powerful from from team bonding but also the community is multifaceted it's you know the people who it's not just the focus on the people who are doing the work but it's also the focus on the people who benefit from the work so the customers that have a better experience the community that has a sense of pride that that organization is their neighbor so the the sense i think in regards to team that community concept grows and is amplified and it becomes you know individual activity team activity organizational activity and in some cases that spills over outside of the four walls of that organization into that community 
and creates more um, profound outcomes there as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was thinking about it, Tom, I've done a lot of work um, with, uh, with manufacturing plants that do, you know, Six Sigma and where they have their black belts and things like that. And I've done the work with, I, I remember one plant that I was working with, it was actually um, a, a oil sands plant. And so in other words, they'd peel the sand out of the earth and they would strip the oil from the sand and it would, you know, they use it as the oil, the petroleum and so forth. And they'd return the, the sand to the earth much cleaner than what it was. And it's this great process, but they were uh, very much continuous improvement. And one of the things that they had set as a streak, you know, they started to look at what is it that we can do as a team, as a streak. And they started to go and just being very rudimentary. You can take this to such a, a much better level, but rudimentary, uh, an operations team said, okay, we're going to find at least one thing to improve daily. I mean, a very simple thing. I mean, as much as, you know, where I put the wrench back in, in order to find it again, and all of those great things that you know much more about than me, but that's, that's the type of streaking that you can do as a team. And it just starts to improve the culture and the atmosphere and everyone together. Now we do have a warning and Jamie will throw this out there as a warning. If you decide to do a baseball streak and someone misses that streak, it can have a little bit of detrimental impact. Haven't you thought, Jamie, haven't yeah, you talked a little bit about that? And I'm excited to learn more about these team streaking as we get more opportunity to to observe and grow in this process. But that has been one of my concerns is that I would recommend starting with the football streak, the streak where you've got the one ball and anybody that gets it across the finish line is that's what, that's the better thing for right now, because there are some hesitation in a baseball streak where everybody has to, I get a little concerned that if one person misses that streak on a team and that streak is lost because of that one person that can have some detrimental. It could be, consequences there so <laughs> so that's the one little warning that that's we have the, yeah <laughs> thinking for you right is what are the potential unintended consequences of exactly goal like that it could lead to undesirable behavior and uh entertain conflict I, yeah i do think there's uh some red tape around this saying or a blinking red sign that says caution mm-hmm. and i think in the book it's it's part of the appendix it's a hey we're toying with this. We haven't fully researched this. We think there's application here and we're excited to learn more and try it out. Yeah. And I think that's, um, really it's something that should be door opening for organizations to say, Hey, like I, I kind of see application and hopefully those organizations, you know, become role models and leader thought leaders around how this can happen. And I think when we talked during our discovery session, we talked a little bit about leadership and you have that three C leader and really in organizations, what they allow to happen and what they don't allow happen really creates the tone of that organization. And, and they role model certain behaviors and activities that oftentimes other people are going to emulate. So starting with leadership in that role and giving them opportunities to go on streaks and do some of these behaviors day in and day out that I think can have a profound impact. I love that you guys are exploring that space and that you're having conversations in that space. And I can't wait 
in our previous conversation, it's non-committal, but you had mentioned, and as soon as you say it's an idea, I think it's automatically going to happen, is that in the future, we can expect a lot more on Team Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, one of the things that we're researching right now is the whole aspect of team streaking. And as as Jamie mentioned, you know, the caution and you so wisely brought up the caution of a everyone keeping the ball in the air is that we don't want to come down on someone that, you know, for whatever reason, missed the streak. But the 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 key is and that's why we have law number four is the conscious, committed, consistent leader, because they're the one that sets the tone to say, hey we're all in this together and we win or we lose together, just like a baseball team. Yeah. If someone misses the catch, if someone misses the throw, it's on them, but everyone is going to miss the catch or the throw at some point. And so how you handle that and what you do as a leader in order to build the team culture becomes the significant stepping stone for good, positive growth. I can't wait for that to, to, be the next topic we're able to nerd out about as you guys go deeper on it and can create a community of people around it. And this thing grows in its maturity and, and becomes a more complete thought. I think there's merit there and I can't wait to see happen. And I can sense the excitement in both of your voice as you talk about exploring that further. You bet. Absolutely. We've really enjoyed today, Tom. This is this has been absolutely phenomenal. I was going to say the same thing. Like it has been a nerd fest, and I've loved every moment of it. And I, I thank you both for taking time out of your day to share your experiences, to share your story, and to encourage people to go on a streak. And thank you for doing this podcast for for being able to put out there nerd places where people can come and just really focus on how can I just I want to nerd deep. out about improvement. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you. It's my pleasure. 